Thanks for tuning in to the Change Church Podcast. We believe change is more than a church. It's a culture. And we are living out our purpose so that others can find theirs. We hope that this message encourages and inspires you. Now, here's Pastor Elijah Hollis. What I want to talk tonight about the the wonder of um, excellence. We'll talk about the wonder of excellence. We've been talking about the eight wonders, and these are one of the most important things I feel like that if you place them in your life, will excel you to the greatest that you can be. Um, so we've been talking about all of them. We've been talking about the wonder of growth we started out with and how you got to keep that element of growth in your life. You never arrived. You never arrived. You always got to think, what can I learn? And if you will become a lifelong learner, if everywhere you go, every person you meet, you'll become a learner and ask the right questions I promise you, you will excel and become the greatest person that you can be as an individual. The moment you become the person who knows it all is the moment you stop growing. How many know growing is the only way to become who God called us to be, right? And, And the Bible calls us to be disciples, which literally means learner. Isn't that great? God doesn't call us to know it all, okay? Because God knows I'm an idiot, right? And God knows I can't handle these situations without his intervening. So I'm so glad I'm meant to be a learner. And so we want to learn. Um, the, the next wonder was the wonder of inviting. So we talked about the difference between an inviter and a bringer. Now here at Change, we're bringers. We're not inviters because inviters are good, but better is a bringer. So an inviter is like, hey, come to this church. You got to go to this church. It's incredible. We do this change. You know, that was church. This is change. And it's just a triangle and all. It's amazing. You need to come. That's an inviter. A bringer is, hey, I, I will meet you at the train stop. I'll meet you at the trolley stop. Come sit with me. Okay, let's go together. You can be my guest. I'll, I want to take you and let you experience this amazing church. You can't get there. I'm going to drive to your house. I'm going to get you. I'm going to pick you up and bring you. That's the difference. And the difference between an inviter and a bringer is the passion gap. That's right. You're catching on. That's good. It's the passion gap. When you have passion for something, it drives you to do things you never would without passion. People who don't have passion are just, they're passive. Oh, yeah, you should go to that church. Oh, yeah, you should go to that restaurant. Oh, yeah, you should hang out with my kids. But, but people who are passionate say, I'm going to bring you to that restaurant. I'm going to bring you to that church. I don't care what it takes. I'm going to get you there because I'm passionate about seeing people come to experience what I've experienced. Does that make sense? So you want to be an inviter. Um, then we talked about the, the, the wonder of hospitality. Talk about all around you is a culture. So you have to protect it and make sure you are being hospitable to everybody. We look at the life of Jesus, and just so you know, this is what change bases everything on is Jesus. So if you all want to know, like, what's your doctrine? What do you believe in? Look at the life of Jesus. We follow everything he does. Um, Basically, in a nutshell, it's kind of nice and easy, right? Easy way to do it. Look at the red letters. We follow him. Um, So, yeah, so hospitality, Jesus, everywhere he went, he was hospitable to people. And all that means is you take your eyes off of you and you put your eyes on everybody else. And so you're like, hey, how can I serve you? How can I meet your need? How can I be all about you? Because you're being hospitable to your place of uh, inhabitant, okay? So when we're in change, man, this is, this is what it's all about. We're hosting people. They're not coming to our event. They're not coming to another church. They're coming to our home. And we're inviting them in. We're bringing them in. We're saying, hey, this is my home. Let me invite you in. So what is the difference with that? Um, also, we talked about the wonder of 
prayer. Now, prayer is one of those secret ingredients that not a lot of people know uh, the power of it. But when you put it in your life, it can become the greatest element in your life to get things done. It's the only way to get things done. We talked about praying and marking what we're praying for because the only way to really know where, how far you've come is to look at how far you've come. Does that make sense? you got to mark the position to say, hey, this is what God did here. Because there's a lot of times you'll come up to a mountain that will look too big for you. But you have to look back and see what God has already moved. The mountains he's already taken care of. So it conjures up enough faith for you to say, this mountain can move too because my God did that. And we look back and say, God, wow, look how you've been moving. Look how you've been working in us up until this time where now we're going forward in you. We talked about the wonder of creativity because we are created to create. Whether you're an artist, whether you're a musician, or whether you make Excel documents, I don't care what it is, whatever you produce in life is God living through you. So we talked about how oh, when we create things, it's God in motion through us on earth. So every time you produce something, every time you put your mind to something, you're at your work and you're, you're putting your whole heart and soul into what you're doing, you're literally showing the world what your father looks like. We talked about how everybody's painted a picture of God by their experiences. A lot of people have been to church and maybe have been judged or maybe have met somebody who represented God to them and showed them this picture of a judging God or a hypocritical God or, or a God that was mad at them or a God that didn't care about them. And so they painted this picture of who God is. So when you ask them, hey, would you like to go to church? No, I, I don't do church. I've tried church. And what they're saying is I've already seen God through another human. So what we're doing is we're redefining God. We're redefining Jesus by the way that we live. So we're creating. We're putting our minds to things. We're putting our efforts to it. We're being the best employees we can be. We're being the best students we can be. Because we're showing the world who God is. Cool? So tonight I want to talk about the wonder of excellence. The wonder of excellence. Now, my dad said it so many times, I can still hear him saying it in my brain when it gets quiet. But he said, the enemy of excellence is good enough, right? So you never want to settle for, it's good enough. You want to go for excellence because that's the enemy of excellence is good enough. So excellence, what is excellence? And we need to talk about this. And I love the, the scripture in the Bible in Colossians chapter 3, verse 23. Uh, it says, whatever you do... Work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord, not for human masters, since you know that you will receive an inheritance from the Lord as a reward. It is the Lord Christ you are serving. Let's pray. God, I love you so much. We just thank you for this time together. Thank you for what you're doing. Thank you for what you're speaking. Pray that you would show us tonight what you want us to see. Show us what you want us to do with the word that you're speaking to us. We love you so much, God, and we trust you. In your precious, wonderful name we pray. Everybody said? Amen. Amen. So I love this scripture because it starts out by saying, whatever you do. Now that basically covers everything. Whatever you do, no matter what it is, from least to greatest, from the, the most important thing you've ever done in your life to the not so important thing that you've done in your life. Whatever you do, do it with all your heart as unto the Lord. Now how many know that would change the way you do your job if you knew it was for God instead of people, right? How many have a boss that maybe doesn't like you or maybe you just don't have things going on? All growing up, I had this, this teacher um, 
Well, I was only in school for like two years, and then it was my mom. So not my mom, but there was this teacher that just didn't like me. And, and in college, same thing. I had this one teacher that didn't like me. You know, and you go home to your mom, you're like, and mom's like, why'd you get that grade? You're like, mom, I promise, I promise with all my heart, this teacher hates my guts. You know, have you ever had that? You just, you can't make things work. And it's just, man, it's crazy. But what would change if you knew that this isn't for people that we're doing it for? This is for God Almighty. We're looking past people because the Bible says that we are made in his image. So as soon as you realize you're doing it for God, you can put a face on it. Because once you put a human face to it, you realize that's God in flesh. And so as we do unto others, as we put excellence into everything that we do, we are literally passing it on straight up to our Father. We're saying, God, this is how we love you. This is how we work for you. This is how we do things because we are all about excellence, right? We have to decide, you know, how much, you have to decide something when you're doing something. You have to decide three things. Number one, how hard will you work at it? Number two, how many details will you put into it? And number three, how will you finish, right? So the first thing is how hard will you work at something? So whenever you have a project or you have something going on in your life, you all know, you, you start off by thinking, man, how hard is this going to be, right? How much effort am I going to have to put into this? And then the next thing comes, how many details? Now, is, are we, do we have any detailed people in the room? Very, very detailed, yes. I am not detailed, right? I, I could give a care about detail. I, and, and a lot of girls are more detailed than guys, but that doesn't mean that guys shouldn't be detailed. But a lot of girls will a lot, like a lot more detail. Like, for, for instance, when I set the table, I set the table with everything you need. You need a plate, you need a fork, and you maybe need a knife, right? Some meals. Ashley, on the other hand, she needs a plate, but she needs a, a, a charger, thank you, a charger, a plate, a bowl, a napkin, a napkin ring, a fork, another fork, a spoon, a knife, and a little spoon for the sauces, Right, this is Ashley because she's detailed and she wants the cup just right. Everything is perfect. So my set table and her set table are very different because she's very detailed. And she likes it just right. And I'm like, hey, we got our utensils. We're ready to go, right? You got your spoon. You got your fork. Dig in. And she's like, no, it has to be perfect because there's so much detail that goes into it because she cares about the details. She cares about the details. And let me tell you something. We care about the details here at Change because we realize Everything we do is for God, right? Everything we do. Isaiah chapter 40, verse 3. And I love this scripture. It's been with me from a very young age. You all probably know it. Uh, verse 3, it starts out, it says, A voice of one calling in the wilderness, Prepare the way for the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Every valley shall be raised up. Every mountain and hill be made low. The rough ground shall become level, the rugged places a plain, and the glory of the Lord will be revealed, and all people will see it together, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken. Now, I love this scripture, because it gives you a picture of what we are doing right now. Now, what are we doing right now? Let's just look at it, shall we? 
We're making sure everything is set up properly. Cords are run just right. Tables look good. We're making sure papers are properly put. We're making sure the trailer is packed well so more people can get involved and handle it without it being chaos and crazy. We're making sure things work and things light up and things go up and things set up. You know, we're making sure all that is in place. Why? Because we're preparing a place for the glory of the Lord to be revealed. But we have to get mountains down. Has anybody ever been in a, like a, like a test or, or something that you're trying to concentrate, but you have something that distracts you and is the hardest thing to get your mind back on track once you're distracted, especially if you have ADHD, like myself. And so a lot of times I'll be concentrating, I'll be like, oh, I got to do this. And, and all of a sudden I'll get distracted and be like, ooh, shiny things. And I'll go off to something, get distracted, and I'll come back and be like, all right, I got to get back to this. And I'll go and all of a sudden, oh, my word, squirrel. You know, and I'll go after that for a little bit and then I'll come back and I'll be like, okay, I got to stay put. Because distractions get us off the track of where we're supposed to go. Right? You ever drive down the road and you're like, oh, my word, Taco Bell. Oh, I'm so hungry. And you go and get some Taco Bell. And it's like 2 in the morning, and you go get Taco Bell, you know? But, but a lot of times you can get detoured. And I really feel like a lot of times if we don't do things properly, we don't do things excellent, we can create barriers for people to experience the kingdom of God, right? So if you're sitting there worshiping, and all of a sudden you hear a little squeal, and you're like, what is that? Or you're trying to, to worship, and all of a sudden the words aren't coming up, and you're like, I don't know this. And all of a sudden it's a distraction, Right? Or you walk in and you don't have any signs of where to go. You don't know where to check in your kids. So you're kind of sitting there awkwardly and like, I don't know what to do. What is it? It's a distraction. It's a mountain. It's a valley. It's, it's something that we are raising up to say, hold on. Let us create a pathway so that the glory of the Lord can be revealed in your life. And we want to make sure all distractions are out of the way because we're doing things with excellence. Come on, somebody. Right? We are. We're doing things with excellence. We're not settling for good enough. We're not saying, ah, that's fine. Ah, they'll find it. Ah, the kids will check in somewhere, right? Ah, they'll get background checked later. No, absolutely not. What are we doing? We're double checking. We're making sure everything's proper. We're spending hours on that silly trailer to make sure everything fits good and everything comes out easy. Why? Because we want all distractions to be gone and the glory of the Lord to be revealed in our city. Right? That's what we want. We want God's glory to absolutely penetrate hearts that have never felt his presence ever. Do you know that all my friends are coming to launch? I know you're like, what, five? <laughs> Yeah, all of them, all five. They're all coming. And can I get excited with you just for a sec? Can I do that? Is that all right? We're all family here, right? And by the way, uh, welcome. Uh, we got City Life here. We've got a couple friends. That's awesome. Welcome out, guys. Um, but I want to get excited with you because I just had a conversation with someone just the other day. And we were just talking about actually nothing about church at all. And they were like, you know what? Ever since I experienced your guys' table with the coffee and all that stuff, I've thought, I better give church a try. I mean, I've never done church and never all that, and, but I'm going to give it a try. And I was like, you need to come out to lunch. You, okay, I'm going to do that. Let's do that. And, and I, I feel like we're going to have a room full of people that have never experienced the glory of God. 
And so that's why I'm working my tail off. That's why you're working your butt off. That's why you're, you're doing everything you can possibly to get all the mountains down, all the valleys up, and make sure all the rough ground is gone and it's smooth. And it's, you've seen 322 lately? They're, they're tearing the place apart. What are they doing? They're taking down the high places. They're bringing up the low places. And they're going to make a four-lane highway so that we can drive on it. That's what we're doing now. We are literally laying down the pavement so that when people come in who have never experienced God, all of a sudden, no distractions. They're like, man, that was really easy to check in my kids. Wow, this looks so legit. I know church could feel like this. Wow, somebody hosted me and sat with me. Someone, someone brought me a bottle of water. Someone helped me with my bag. Someone helped me with my kids. Do you get it? It's like we're, we're taking away all distractions. We're making sure it's all clear so that hard work can take place, because that's what we care about. Do we care about production? Yeah, to a point. We care about it because it brings that sense of heaven to earth, right? The excellence. When we feel that awe moment, when we feel that goosebump moment, you're like, ooh, that video was hot. You know, oh, that song was legit. That light show just, oh, that was amazing. That check-in experience was so right on. That person who greeted me in the, the material I was holding, oh, my word, this is so legit. Why are we doing all this? We're doing this because they get the goosebump moment and they felt God. But that's, the, that's the rubbing up against the creator. That's them, them feeling something that, wow, oh, it's a breathless moment. And that's what we're creating. We're creating people that might not even know they just brushed up against the creator. But later on, they're going to realize that was God. That's what we want to do. So that's why we're excellent. That's why we do what we do. That's why we do all the hard work. We make sure we, we check everything. We're doing it for the glory of God. So let, let's get something clear, too. Excellence does not equal perfection. Everybody breathe. Right? We don't have to be perfect. God doesn't call us to be perfect. Again, he calls us to be disciples, which literally means learner. So he wants us to always excel, but he doesn't want us to be perfect. He's not calling us to be God. He's not calling us to be all holy. He's calling us to excel and to go after what he has set out. But if you never have a place that you aim for something, you'll never go towards uh, a destination. If you just set out for good enough, you could shoot in any different way, right? You could go there, you go here, you go everywhere. But you know change? Change is going somewhere because we have our sights set on where we're headed. We say, we're not settling for here. Here might be okay right now. And right now we're working through all this stuff and that's great. But we're not staying here. We're going there. We're going to the, the promised land that God showed us already. And so we're not staying here. So that's why we work so hard because it's not about perfection, but it's about shooting for a goal. And I don't know about you in your life, but you need to be shooting for goals. You need to be setting some things that are excellent in your life. Say, I'm going to shoot for that. I'm not going to settle for just good enough or just getting through school or just getting through my job, just making it to the end of the day. You know, oh, if I can just make it to the end of the day, I'll be good. You know, we're not living like that. We're putting that aside. I'm going to challenge you. Start setting goals for your life. Start setting goals in your spiritual walk with God to say, I am going to go after God. I'm going to fast and pray. I'm going to start seeking his kingdom in my life so that I can be a contagious agent to the world. Because it's how much God gets in you that you can put out to the world. You can't put out what you haven't experienced yourselves. 
We can't lead anybody anywhere we haven't been before. So we have to go there. We have to become the people that are on our face before God and seeking his kingdom and saying, God, teach us what you want us to see so that we can go forward in this and set the pace with what you are doing here in this city. And I love it because we're joining forces with heroes that have been here paving the way for us to be here. We've got a City Life Church in South Philly. They've been here for seven years, paving the way. What have they been doing? Making a highway. They've been plowing. They've been praying. We've got a block church. They've been plowing for three years now, going on three years of September 17th. They're, they're plowing. They're plowing. They're making a highway for the Lord. And we're all going to join forces now and say, all right, you got this. We got this. You got that covered. Let's go forward together. And we're going to make a highway so that Philadelphia will never be the same again. Right? There's too many lives in Philly that need Jesus. And we're going to show them. We're not going to preach at them. We're going to show them what coming together because we're only strong as we are united, right? We're only as strong as we are united. So we have to come together and come in excellence to show the world what it is to be a Christ follower, what it is to love, what it is to show people the love of Jesus. I'm excited. And let me challenge you too. Become excellent in the way that you invite people. Would you? We talked about inviting, but the simple thing that we always say is we, we, we put invite along with meeting a need. A lot of times you can invite people to something that they don't care about, a.k.a. church, right? Not a lot of people care about church. It's not a priority. It's not a necessity. But if you meet a need with church, all of a sudden you've put it on their priority list because we're all living for the Maslow's Triangle, right? Right? So we have all the needs. You have the, the physical needs, which is like eating, safety, shelter, all that jazz. Then you have the safety. Then you have the connections. Then you have the achievement. Then you have the spiritual. But you can't get to the spiritual if you haven't met all the four needs underneath the spiritual. Because that's how we work. You work to eat. You work to, to live. You work to be safe. You work to have connections with people. You work, work to achieve because we're made to create, right? We're made to achieve. And so... I would, I would encourage you, start to practice how to invite by meeting a need. You know, we talked about how, like, uh, when, when you invite somebody, you say, hey, listen, I know you got kids. We have an incredibly safe, amazing environment for kids to learn and grow together. It's incredible. You're going to love it. You can drop them off and just have time. What are you doing? You're meeting a need because every parent talks and thinks and acts on safety, right? Safety is number one. That's all I care about with my kids. I need to make sure they're safe. If they're safe, I'm good. I feel awesome. Ashley, she won't sleep unless she knows her kids are safe, right? So you meet a need. And I, I encourage you to be excellent in that. Um, and change, man, let's go for the heart of God in this. Can we go in the, for the heart of God in the way that we pray for our city? Can we go for the heart of God when we pray for our friends and our family? When we pray for those that are, are, we're going to invite and bring in, can we start to pray over them and seek God for them so that God comes down and shows himself awesome in our lives? Do you all believe in prayer? Yeah. That's good. You should, right? 
Because when we pray, things get done. Right? You believe that? When you pray, things get done. I was just talking this morning. Um, I was at my uncle's church. And I was talking about this mental picture that I have. And I just, I picture it like these, these angels are like waiting on these clouds, waiting, waiting to go down. Right? And they're like, God, can we go yet? Can we go yet? Come on, come on, come on, come on. Let's go, let's go, let's go. And God's like, hold on. Wait up. No one's prayed yet. Right? And they're like, wait, okay, 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 okay. And I, I feel like as soon as like we utter the prayer, then they're like, they turbo down to earth, right? They're ready to go. They're like, yeah. They're ready to get involved because God's always on the move and he wants to get things done. He's a very productive God. Do you know that? It's funny when I hear people say, we're waiting on a move of God, waiting on a move. You're waiting on a move of God? God's already moving. He's waiting on you to move. Right? A lot of times, and here's the deal, a lot of times we're praying for something that God's already answered through our lives. He's answered through you. God, touch my city. Well, I sent you, didn't I? Go touch the city. God, just, oh, reach out to my family, reach out to my friends, just do it, do it, Lord. And he's like, yeah, 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 do it, do it. Get involved. That's what I've called you to right? God, just change our city. Oh, just help the homeless. Yeah, yeah, Change the city, help the homeless. Like, we are the answer. God's called us to be the individuals that are getting things done. So we have to get involved. We have to be involved. Not only just pray, but get involved in. Hey, let's start praying some dangerous prayers. Man, let's start praying some incredibly dangerous prayers. You ready? Here's our prayers. We're going to start praying, God, Give me an opportunity to speak life into somebody today. Dangerous prayer because it's going to happen. He's going to give you an opportunity, right? You're going to show up to work. All of a sudden, someone comes to you. I'm just having a bad day. Booyah. Ready to go. Or oh, this is my favorite dangerous prayer. God, get me out of my comfort zone today. Let me do something that scares me. What? Give me an opportunity that pushes me out of the boat of comfort. Because we're all in a boat. You know you are. We're all in a boat. And we all need to step out every once in a while onto that water again. Say, okay, whew, it's a little uneasy, a little scary. But I know this is what God's calling me to. And man, let's start praying dangerous prayers. God, open up doors that I can speak life into somebody. Speak life into somebody. Give me opportunities to share, to invite, to bring, to love, to encourage. Give me opportunities. And let us become the people who are getting things done in our city. Amen? Are you ready for that? I'm excited. All right. Let's pray. God, I love you so much. And I thank you for all you're doing in us, through us. God, we just trust you and we love you and we thank you for... Uh, what you're doing in our city, what you're doing in our lives, what you're doing in our family, what you're doing in our team. Pray that you would go with us and show us how awesome you are. God, we pray for your hand to move. We pray for your hand to move in our city. Pray that we would be the hands and feet of this movement. Show us where you want us to go. Teach us what to say how to say it, what to do with it. God, help us to be the individuals who are getting things done here on earth. Let us bring your kingdom down to earth. Let us bring your kingdom down to earth. We just make that personal for a sec and just you and God, just say, God, get me out of my comfort zone. Help me to be excellent in the way that I do everything. 
Let me push past the good enough. Let me push past the good enough time with you or the good enough uh, way that I reach out to people, the good enough way that I'd speak about you. Push me. Push me. Push us, God. Break our hearts for the things that breaks your heart and take us deeper into knowing who you are. We love you, God. We love you, Jesus. At Change Church, we believe in doing life together. If you want to connect with us, you can visit us online at thisischange.org or any social media platform at thisischangephl. Thanks for joining us and have an amazing week.